Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for your Ring of Honor and TNA post show. I'm here with Righteous Reg. Not going to lie, guys. I was talking to Reg before saying I'm feeling a little burnt out. And then he comes in here like all hyped with his <laughs> like, let's talk about some wrestling fingers. I love it. I love it. So feeling tired, but we're talking about wrestling, right? What's going to get me more? energized happier than that we had some good stuff on ring of honor tonight what was really cool was i was setting up this broadcast and very organically the two biggest things on both wrestling program you could argue the three biggest thing on both wrestling programs were women's wrestling related so that is just a cool way to spend a thursday and if there's anything you want to talk about we invite you to get in your super chats um no humper chat still tonight but one thing we do have is you wonderful people leaving a thumbs up on this video. It helps people find us in the algorithm. And a quick reminder to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I don't know if you guys noticed, it's been a pretty hectic start to the year. So (sighs) somewhat lots going on. Lots coming down the pike, lots of contract news, two major pay-per-views on the horizon, right? We've got Elimination Chamber in Australia (laughs) coming right up for you. Terrible Australian accent, but I'm here for it. And we got revolution around the corner as well. So um, always a lot of news coming out of those. We got free agents starting in AEW soon. Really fun stuff happening right now in wrestling. TNA news. Oh my goodness, the TNA news. Ring of Honor news coming at you too. We heard about Kyle Fletcher on FightfulSelect.com this week. So head on over there and subscribe. You'll also get bonus episodes like Ask Grapsity with this fella and Phil. Lindsay, mm-hmm. that's what's up and you'll also get pay-per-view post shows with me and alex Pulowski. and i'll tell you what we're not doing and that's waking up at four in the morning for a thin elimination chamber card so why not kate because get... <laughs> <laughs> i'm tired reg i'm hurt i'm old and i'm tired come on and i do post show with a child and alex Pulowski, who i love dearly but mm-hmm. We're going to let the main channel have to deal with that (laughs) nonsense. And we're going to go on mid-afternoon. We're going to sleep in. We're going to have a later in the day post show for you there. Really good stuff. 
in a pretty decent episode of Ring of Honor. It is still noticeable that we don't have champions around now. Eddie Kingston is a triple crown winner. We found out that Kyle Fletcher is having visa issues. The six-man belts are being held hostage. The tag belts are being held hostage. This episode had a really great women's title defense with a really great story leading into it. Um, And we do have a lot of high-stakes matches with this tournament going on. So still feels like important stuff is happening. But I love this episode. It is catching up to me that we have a lack of titles around, though, a little bit. How did you feel about tonight's episode? Are you having the same trouble that I am with the lack of titles on the men's side? It's so funny to think that that's the complaint on the show. It was like, where's the men's wrestling at? But <laughs> I'm like, wait, you're talking about Ring of Honor here? That doesn't sound right. I'm it's weird. Yeah, American but... <laughs> television? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a crazy place to get at because I was thinking about that, Kate. Like, this show had five women's matches, I think. Like, we've had a couple of weeks where it's like women's wrestling. This is women of honor again. And it's like, Man, this is a great place to exist at. But yeah, on the men's side, it's like it feels a little bit directionless for a lot of guys. Like Ethan Page is is trying to get this thing going with this other half he can't even be in a feed with because he can't get over <laughs> here. So it's like, man, this is kind of frustrating. And then who even knows if we have a world title anymore? We got Super Card of Honor coming up. I'm like, are you guys gonna announce matches for this for these belts or what's gonna happen in these next couple of weeks? Cause it's kind of bare on that side. But like I said, the women in this wrestling promotion in this company on this show are holding it down. So things are okay. And like you said, Kate, the thing that made this episode good and makes a lot of the Ring of, episode, Ring of Honor episodes good the last couple of weeks is their stakes. Like all the women's matches have stakes. The main events, big stakes. That's all we really want. Like if you're going to give us a show where we don't have all the champions, as long as there's stakes, I'm in. I agree. And on the AEW side of things, I feel like the product feels so renewed and so refreshed, but two minor nitpicks that I have are you have enough titles on the main roster. You don't need to be borrowing multi-man titles from (laughs) ring of honor. Like you're getting a little new Japan. I know they were like, we're going to head toward the new Japan style. I don't think oversaturation of belts is something that you need. That feels kind of lazy, honestly. Like, you should be more creative with your storytelling than that. You shouldn't have to borrow ROH belts when you already have so many on the AEW main roster. So that is just one kind of minor complaint that I have with what's going on there. And after this week, I'm like, all right, let's ease up on the time limit draws. I like them, (laughs) but let's spread them out a little bit, but nitpicking there we're gonna talk all it's about like when you know here. you know when you get obsessed with like some new food item you like start eating a burrito you're like that burrito's good and you have it three times in one week and you're like man i just really like this burrito and you keep eating this burrito that's what these time limit draws are it's like it's a really good burrito the first time the burrito hit hard it's like man we all like burritos but like all right we've had enough burritos i think yeah i'll get that one in a couple months from now again i've already right. i do that all the time i've got adhd are you kidding <laughs> that's like my that's my default mode but Lots of good women's wrestling on the show tonight. Matthew Hooks chiming in here saying, good episode. Women wrapped too many names to feature consistently in AEW and ROH. Is there a better way to feature talent? Um, I honestly feel like the talent rotation has gotten a lot better. Yeah. It's just the thing of people can't win all the time. But there is a thing of like, I was so excited when Lee Moriarty was signed. I was so excited when Blake Christian was signed. So it just... I think it's the struggle of you need a deep roster for injuries. You need a deep roster to feel fresh, but you just kind of can't feature everyone all the time. There's been some people that are feeling lost in the shuffle just overall. But one thing AEW is really good at, in my opinion, and that falls to the ROH umbrella now as well, is 
we want to heat a guy up, we'll heat a guy up. Like yeah. you, they make people feel important really quickly. Their rankings are back on the AEW side as well. So that certainly helps. Part of it is just Kyle Fletcher can't be there. And ROH uh, Pure Championship is being held hostage by Wheeler Yuta's injury. And yeah. he had that after Shibata couldn't hold the title <laughs> anymore. So some of it's just the, the name of the game. But I say every week, where is Josh Woods? Where is... Mm-hmm. Um, Stu Grayson, like I, I miss these guys. Do you feel like that? Are you itching to have some talent that's been pushed to the wayside get back in the fold here? Yeah, see, this is the thing that I've kind of that's kind of weird for me is because we have a bunch of we have dynamite, collision, rampage, this ring of honor show to showcase talent. And I don't think that's being spread out enough still. Like Queen Aminata is amazing. I love her. She's great. I, you know, she could win this women's TV title. But why is she on every single show? Like there shouldn't be one wrestler on in, in anywhere that's on every single show because you have so many talented people that it could be spread through. If Queen is on two shows out of the four, then yeah. But if she's on four, then that's a spot that somebody else could have. And I think I thought that with Punk's collision and how the things we had the soft brand split, that things were working well. But now that it's kind of blown up and everybody's everywhere, I think that's what's being affected. It's like we have all this time, but we're still dedicating it to the same people. Like, we're going to watch two FTR matches this weekend. They're going to both bang, but, like, that spot could be for somebody else. And I don't know if they'll ever figure out how to completely do that with while showcasing everybody with enough time, but I think right now it's being affected. I think that's a good point, and part of it is I feel like the last piece of restoring the feeling is that multi-man picture right so that's a really good way to be able to straighten out your talent problem is literally more guys on screen is something that you have a problem with let's build this trios division so that ftr daniel garcia are not like number three in the rankings and mark bristol and the hardys are not a team in the trios (laughs) rankings i'd love to see some yeah exactly like (laughs) i would love to see GYV in there. I would love to see. There's a team uh, called the Velocities who are incredible. They're based oh, out they're of Australia, good. but yeah, they're really man, good. they're really good. Mm. I would love to see teams like that around. Um, but I, I do feel like problem and solution kind of line up here. Of we have these multi-man pictures that need some some love, and we also have people that aren't getting used. So yeah. let's get some stuff going with Shane Taylor Promotions or whatever. Like let's. Let's find some pockets in there. I keep thinking Lance Archer and the Righteous. I'm like, how are they not on the AEW made roster in this trio division right now? But we'll, we'll get into some ROH and not some AEW slash ROH stuff as we kick off uh, our episode with Taya Valkyrie, of course, accompanied by Jonathan Morrison Television. I think mm-hmm. it's his full name. Yep. Uh, defeating Sussy Love, who looked great in this. Yeah. Um, Really, really liked. You said it last week. I felt like this was reiterated here. All the matches felt very different. Taya, um, her presentation is so incredible. Like, she's so much fun. But she wins here with the surfboard stomps for the the pinfall victory. Really liked this as an opener. Loved um, what the promo that we got from Taya a little bit later, too, talking about what a successful luchador specifically she's been. Um, really, really liked this as an opener and just very nice to see a veteran talent and an independent talent getting featured here and a yep. match that makes the independent talent look good, but the independent talent serving their purpose and giving Taya a good looking win here to start the show. This is just kind of the wrestling one-on-one that we want to see. These are the fundamentals that 
we want to keep going back to, especially in the ROH environment that's so sports-based. What were your thoughts on our opener here? I thought this was a really good opener. Taya coming out and it's saying she's 5-0 and in Ring of Honor. I'm like, oh, wow, they're... It's finally, we're at a point where Taya is being featured as Taya should be featured. Like, it's Taya. <laughs> Why are you guys? I don't really understand. This one's not really a hard one. And uh, her the, her being on display like that, I think, is great. Putting her in with the Mexican Lucha star also, I think, is great because that's where she, you know, came up to this to be as great as she she is. And seeing some of her, some of that on display seeing her speak some Spanish. I think all of that is goes into more into the presentation that Taya presents, but love had a really good showing here too. I think that's, what's been the best part of this tournament for me is there's some unknown women on the, on the uh, tournament, but they're getting chance to shine. It's not all just squash matches. The people that yes. the people in the first round that we thought were going to win have won, but they've been in competitive matches that have made their opponents look great. And I thought this was one of those. Taya, you know, is a dark horse in this tournament. Like I said, they're featuring her how she is. She's a multi-time world champion in different promotions. So she would represent this, this television title, I think, pretty well, especially along with what her husband Johnny TV is doing. Like them as the television champions together or something can make some really good TV. So she's in here. Agreed. She, it feels very much like we're setting up for a Queen Amanada win with how much additional yeah. screen time she's been getting promo wise. Giving it up. <laughs> which I don't love. Like, don't tip the hand that heavy to me. But Saya Valkyrie <laughs> making a really compelling case with so many wins in a row. Her promo's really strong here. Do you, I don't know. And you have a better handle, I feel like, on the independent scene than I do. And, mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit more of flipping and spinning world and CMLL and stuff. Do you know if Sussie love came from the CMLL scene or where she is? She's a background, but I just don't know from where. Yeah. I didn't get into the specifics on where she came from. So I don't know off the head. Okay. Nor do I, mm-hmm. I know this was a very hot topic last week in wrestling media, but oh, um, I, I have been scooting <laughs> <laughs> right by, but uh, I have, I, I have very, very, very peripheral knowledge of CMLL, but something that I do know is that Stephanie Vecure is awesome out of there. And Johnny yeah. Robbie, who has been uh, injured, mm. but is fantastic coming out of there as well. She could have so been I, in this if she, didn't get it, if she didn't get injured in this tournament. Yeah, I, I really mm. think so. Her like versus like a Mercedes Martinez or someone in this, I yeah. feel like, oh, some really, really good stuff. But a uh, lot of names in the lucha world to keep an eye on, on on the women's side too i think we've seen so much of commander and black tarus and stuff like it's it's cool to see the women also getting to dine out on that a little bit which is nice to see yeah and you alluded to it too we did get a promo here a little bit later from uh taya just kind of putting over the fact that she's five and oh and that she knows the competition that's coming down the pike so I think there's a lot of fun to be had there, but we do have some super chats about Taya specifically, yes. um, which I'm very excited to chat about with Jam Beard saying, haven't watched ROH yet tonight, but the final four should be Billy versus Abaddon and Taya versus Velvet with Taya beating Billy in the finals to be the first champ. Okay. I got to assume that Queen Amanada is at least in the finals. Yeah. Right? I, would so, yeah think I, think so. I think she's taking it, but um that's a beautiful final four too. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like there's a lot of permutations here that are going to lead to anything like bad tournament wise. Mm-hmm. It just feels like after what we saw the past couple of weeks, it's, it's Queen Amanada's. 
they're I don't want to say they're telegraphing it, but they're you know they're telling they're a story not like not. no <laughs> one else is getting promo time, and they're like, here's an hour of Queen Nominata promos, and we're like, oh, okay, <laughs> and they're good, no complaints. They're about great, it. but like we see what you're doing over there. Give me your following up saying reason. I want Taya to be Billy is that it could also lead into Billy helping Castle against TV, uh, the TVs, the TV family of <laughs> Taya and Johnny and getting a rematch against Taya. That is, I would love if there was a woman on the other side of things to kind of counteract that. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I think they want to probably keep my just gut instinct is just from the way ROH seems to be functioning right now is the tournament stuff will probably be kept aside from other storylines, particularly the silly ones. Um, Cause I think this is going to really be pivoting to Dalton and his voice. Just, right. It's going to be a, a heartbreaking one, but thank you for the chats and for the ideas. I love where your head's at. And I love that we are seeing Lee Johnson improve week over week over week. My goodness. Are we seeing some great shit out of him? Uh, win here over Sonico. He hit Sonico with a shot drop. Uh, and wins via pinfall here. I am so impressed by how crisp and explosive his offense looks every week. He kind of felt like in the earlier days, of course, because he was younger and greener at this, a little bit more like he was still finding what the secret sauce for him in the ring was. Mm -hmm. He found it. He definitely found it. Like he looks great out there. Makes me so happy to see one of the most rewarding parts about doing this show in NXT is for those, more up and coming talents. You get to see growth like this. And we've just seen a ton of it from Lee Johnson. Absolutely adore um, the growth that we've seen. And I'm wondering, like, they kind of flirted with this before, but now that we know Shane Taylor is signed, thanks to FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business, is it Lee Johnson's turn to to join them finally um, in Shane Taylor promotions? Your thoughts on the match and because we the only thing that we don't have for Lee Johnson right now is like a full trajectory, I feel like. And I yeah. think that could be a good one. What are your thoughts on this match? And also, where should we be going with Lee Johnson? I feel like a broken record at this point, Kate. Lee Johnson is incredible. Every time that he has another match, it's better than the last one. Coming off of his injury and taking some time off for his wedding, like he came back better than ever. And I feel like with every Ring of Honor showing, it's like, Oh, he's like carving a thing of his own, which I think is great. But he could also be in the the Shane Taylor promotion thing. There's a couple of ways for him to go. Um, he's just so more, much more confident. He's uh, commanding in the ring. He has veteran instincts. He just feels like, oh, this guy gets it. And that's a, a really big step to take for a lot of wrestlers. Sonic Sonico looks really good in this, too. Yes. He's a West Coast wrestler out here, does a lot of work in Vegas, I've seen him out here in the Bay. Uh, tremendous talent. He was uh, selling and had some really good offense, I think, in this match. Lee Johnson could be champion, one of these champions, if we ever have him here in Ring of Honor one day. The pure champion, I think if he focused down and got down with that, I think he'd be very, very good in that division. Uh, the TV title division, like whatever happens with Ethan Page and Kyle Fletcher, like Lee Johnson could be right there, one of the contenders for that. So I think he has a really high ceiling here which is great. And this is the best part of ring of honor is stories like Lee Johnson of he wasn't going to be able to cook on TV over there in, in AEW as often as he should be able to. So just coming over here and getting reps and just getting confidence and becoming a better wrestler has helped him so much. And when he does get the eventual, I'm on the 
AEW side, he's going to be way better than people remember him being. It's great for him. Do you think it's a product of those like two random times that he was teaming with Action Andretti and Darius Barton? <laughs> Do you think that is what unlocked something here? I mean, that's <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I didn't want to say of it course. out loud. No, like, he joined it. the Light Skin Coalition and then they shot him <laughs> up with that Light Skin stuff. Action Andretti shot the water really quick. And then like since then, like, oh, I don't know, man. It's been It's been all the way up for him. But no, Lee Johnson has... <laughs> Like I said, a really high ceiling, and I'm excited to see what he does this year. This is like, there's some Ring of Honor stories throughout history, and like he fits that mold. So it's kind of fitting that he's here in this promotion. I love your thoughts about the Pure Division. I think that's a really fun call. Um, And I agree with you, just the growth from the Nightmare Factory to where he is now has been immense. And this isn't something that would fit on AEW television. Like, this is a really good use of Ring of Honor. I was, believe it or not, actually joking about Darius and Action Andretti, but (laughs) it did make me think how far the booking has come in that respect. Because it used to just be like, here you are, here you are, here you are. We Um, haven't had that in a long time where it's just like, here's two random things thrown together. So kudos to the Ring of Honor booking people. Some of that's still with the luchadors, which we'll get to. I mean, you know, that's another story for another day. (laughs) Here's a four pack of luchadors with no stakes, but it's fun. Like, is still. Well, that's for me, Kate. They have to have one little nugget for me. So. Here's a four pack of luchadors for Red. Yes. With no stakes additional. (laughs) So that's sweet, actually. You know what? I take it back. I think that's really cute. I think it's adorable (laughs) that they booked that just for you. Thanks to Chris Hero or whoever the hell's booking it. Appreciate it. Love you guys. But I also, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm still waiting for my pure matches over here, but whatever. Yeah, no, no they just fine. keep sweeping your red. thing to the side. They're like, oh, the pure, oh, no, we'll think about that later. <laughs> that fucking technical nerd over there. We don't care about her. Oh, cool. Oh, a heel hook? Awesome. Oh, wow. A Cobra Twist? Never saw that before. Maybe an arm bar. Yeah, I get it. Wait, this I one cuts it. deep, huh? This is real. <laughs> this is real. You got flipping and spinning, and they're like, she's got rest holds and submissions. She's boring. Nobody <laughs> wants this. <laughs> People want this, you guys. We're joking here. We want the we pure are. division. And we got some great lady techers last week. So I can't even oh, explain because there was some yeah. fire stuff that was happening with Layla Hirsch. But we also got some fire stuff with Red Velvet and Sandra Moon tonight. Oh, yes. Red Velvet and Sandra Moon had a great match. She hits the mix it up for the pinfall here. Um, Really, really, really liked this. Uh, Felt very different than that first match, as we were alluding to. I can't say enough about Red Velvet's return post-injury. Like, there are some people that come back with ring rust and have to shake it off. There are some people that come back and they've regressed a little bit. She seems like she took a huge leap forward, not only in the in-ring, which seems more controlled and focused and real, but her presence too, I think because she's not like assistant baddie number two or whatever. Yes. Um, I loved the baddies, but the individuality didn't pop out as much. Her presence has really grown. Her attitude is there in a different way. Um, it's almost like um, more of a, a maturity, but like in a ring maturity, like a yeah. wrestling maturity in this. And I feel like that showed up a lot today. Sandra Moon also looked great in this. Really, really happy with what we're getting out of this women's tournament. Really happy we're getting a secondary title because this women's division is great and they need the room. We always get these matches. So having something extra to fight for, good stuff and a great match here. Red, what did you think? 
Yeah, a red velvet gives me the same vibes that Lee Johnson gives me. It's pretty much the same exact story. And it's funny because they kind of have the same trajectory of like Nightmare Factory stuff, getting hurt. But they both came back tremendous. Like red, like you said, red velvet came back better than she was when she was here previously. When she gets back up there, well, she's been back up there and people have seen how amazing she is. But something extra has been even added with this tournament where she's like, I'm winning this belt. I don't care what you guys think that the determining factors are. I don't care who you think's going to win. I'm going to show you why I should be the champion. And every showing she's had in this tournament has been like, I'm like, yo, Red Velvet is insane. But Sandra Moon, I'm such a huge Sandra Moon fan. She's a star word out here in West Coast Pro. She's in the Vegas scene. She's been seen a couple times on Ring of Honor and AEW television. She is just so good on both sides of the ball. It's like, she really gives me young Bailey vibes of she has so much heart and potential and you want to see her win. But then she also has this like aggressive side and just like she'll beat your ass side. And but just like her personality, it's hard to hate her. And when you meet her, she's just such a really nice and humble person. So it's good to see her in this. But uh, beyond that, she was just the dog out there trying to get a win over Red Velvet. She's like, I know Red Velvet's on this trajectory, but I will beat her out here. But Red Velvet's not letting anybody beat her. Red Velvet and Queen Amanada's face showdown that I want to see needs to happen. Like this, it's, I'm just so excited, like you said, about this division because everyone is hitting on 100%. Everybody's like, we are fighting for this division and we're going to make sure that you know that we're going to have this belt and it's not just going to be some secondary blah, blah, blah belt. This is going to be the workhorse belt, which sounds insane because you're, the other champion is the queen of workhorses. So and this is at like, point. how do you make another workhorse belt when the champion's already a workhorse? Yeah. It's yeah. Nice. I, I think what that might do is allow Athena some flexibility, quite honestly, to yeah. defend less frequently or to go up to the main roster and ping pong back and forth. I'm hoping like because she has been working her tail off. This is the first time she's taken any sort of break and it was only like two weeks. She's on that John Moxley grind over here like she does <laughs> not taking any time off. I'll reiterate. I think it's so special that she won like women's in-ring performer of the year from the ROH spot like her the fightful awards i just think that's so special because she's she is ridiculously on... good i hate it yeah and it's just like the the least exposed brand right but people thought about the pay-per-view matches with her and willow and the street fight with kira hogan and things like that so um but i am excited for this title and the other thing with red velvet too i remember shortly before she got injured i think it was against chris statlander which would make sense because they were probably setting up jade and stat but she said something, she was in a promo and she, in a very like more modernized way, basically said like, yeah, I want to win this match because I want more money. I'm headed to the pay window kind of thing. And mm -hmm. I was like, she's, she's really started to get the, like, I need my end motivation to be delivered clearly in yeah. a way that um, fits who I am as a character. And I, I just yes. love it. I love that mm -hmm. we got to see it. Um, Jam <laughs> Beard saying side note huge shout out to matt coon i lol'd hard shout i out to matt <laughs> i passed out from laughter uh matt coon i didn't know that val venus was actually a trans ally until today uh mm -hmm. Venus. So it was a surprise to me for sure <laughs> it was if you go to valvenus.com right now 
mm-hmm. it will forward you to a place to make a donation for transgender rights. Yep. <laughs> Matt Coon might have purchased the domain. The fact that it was available had me in stitches. Mm-hmm. And it is like the NWO for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will forever be the case. <laughs> So feel free to go to valvenus.com and make a donation to trans rights because that's a thing you can do How now. is someone so dumb protective over their brand? How do you not have this website? All you're ever doing is, why is my name on Wabba? But why, how do you not have this website then, you dumb idiots? I was I almost did this and I still might but I was I wanted to do like a link in bio thing with the gray squares in between and just put Val Venus's website in my bio that popped me Matt tremendously Coon. shout out to Good Matt shit. Coon for mm-hmm. that we also got a chat from Feely Dreepy who said today's show was great but no Dalton Castle zero stars oh, no I will you. say that that stood out to me too because we had mm. no champions and no Dalton, which just yeah. feels like that's just a recipe for disaster. But it was a, a decent enough episode somehow. But bring us our Dalton. He emotionally though is forlorn right now because he has to yeah. choose between his boys and this match. But really good women's action continues here, but not before we get Danhausen versus Brandon Cutler with Colt Cabana at the ringside. Um, love seeing Dan Housen here. I erased this match out of my memory. If I'm going to be completely honest, I was like, "This happened today." <laughs> I don't need uh, don't need it at all. None of it. I I'll take the Dan Housen part. <laughs> no, Dan, Dan Housen is over. I'm totally trolling. People liked him being out there. <laughs> he's he fills Brandon Cutler's mouth with teeth and then super kicks him for the victory here. Uh, I don't like, like I said about Serpentico last week, and I feel like instead of him wrestling under three different aliases, <laughs> <laughs> we could have like some fresher town in there. I said cheeseburgers, your LSGs, your Eli Isoms, like people from that um, part. Oh, you the- did this, Kate. That's, is this the word you're leading to? You did this. No, I didn't say Brandon Cutler should be one of those. <laughs> no, you did this. They said you they you you heard you wanted more talent. They're like, Cutler, they're calling for you. That was not one of the talent that I named, okay? <laughs> not Thanks one of the lot. talent that I named. No, shout and out to Cutler. I'm a big fan. This but, gimmick is not for me yeah. so much. He's kind of like Jake Hager, where I'm like. I could think of things I'd rather see on my screen than this. That's how Agreed. I'll say that. Like there are. That's how I felt last night. I'm like, I love Jake Hager. Like, no disrespect, but when he came out, I was like, who cares about this? Like, no, you know what I mean? Like, just the fans in Oklahoma, yeah. But like, who else though? <laughs> Even the fans in Oklahoma were like, Barely, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like no disrespect to him, but it's just like. You there's some people back there that I want to that I want to do a run in that I want to see on TV and I understand though because like I said Dan Housen came out today and he was over people liked it but like sure what we're ha- we're in this intense women's tournament we got this incredible main event like I know there needs to be variety there needs to be stuff but I don't know if this needs to be the variety and for the fans in attendance like. I'm, what is what are you guys doing to me? Is what I'm thinking if I'm them. 
<laughs> well, if you think about the way it tapes, you're probably not thinking it because it's before and after. So this feels mm -hmm. probably like a fun thing after you're fatigued from Dynamite or something that's fun to warm you up with. So that Ooh, part, okay. I think, might be. Uh, and this was a very short match. Yeah. But I don't know anybody who was like, oh, sick. Brandon Cutler and Dan Housen tonight. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, sick. <laughs> oh, don't. Somebody's like, this is my match of the night. I would like, if somebody is, if that was somebody's match of the night, I would like to know who it was. So if it was yours, please send me a DM and say, that match hit for me because I like I have questions. That was the one. Give me Dan Housen versus Willie Mac. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's where I'm at. But very short, very quick, very nice, very evil. Dan Housen versus Brandon Cutler. I think he's great as a stooge for the Young Bucks, and that I think is good. That's by preference. So we'll move on <laughs> to Avedon versus Vivavon, who looked amazing in this as well. This was fun. Not the longest match in the world either here, but Avedon winning the black with the Black Dahlia on Miss Vivavon to win. Um, they looked good. They've been getting a sustained push. Which makes me very happy because Abaddon was like, here's Halloween. Whoop, there you go. And they go back into their Halloween box <laughs> for yeah. a little bit. And they've also put in a ton of work, right? They, like, the conditioning has improved so much. And yeah. the look is great. And the character is more certain. And the in-ring is stronger. Um, so I'm really happy for them. And putting them in this tournament is really cool. It reminds me of when they had that women's tournament before ROH shut down. They had Max the Impaler in there, and it was like, oh, this is cool because it's a women's tournament, but you have Max, yeah. who's not gendered at all, really, uh -huh. like just a force to be reckoned with. That's kind of cool with Abaddon because they're the living dead girl, but they also go by they, and yep. they're also a spooky little monster. So <laughs> it's a fun dynamic to have thrown into all of this. I don't think they're going to win this tournament, but I think it's awesome that they're included. And uh, a good little match here. No complaints about this. I'm a mm -hmm. little less familiar with Viva Vaughn than some of the other independent talent that we saw, but they looked awesome in this too. She looked great. So uh, your thoughts on this match and the inclusion of Abaddon, because we haven't actually talked about Abaddon that much on, right. about in the tournament-wise. Yeah, I think that Abaddon represents a really good piece of this tournament puzzle because you need to have like – we don't think Abaddon's going to win, but like a monster for somebody to overcome and Abaddon's that monster to overcome. I love that they haven't leaned completely into the spooky stuff because back in the day, there'd be like some blood or some black stuff coming out of their mouth or some lightning stuff like that. somewhere some or lightning, whatever. <laughs> some yeah. type things. Like, I think it should be there. Like, it should be represented on uh, with Abaddon uh, wherever they are, but. I'm glad that for the tournament, it's just like, no, I'm here to rip someone's face off. And that's what kind of it felt like with this Viva Von match of like, Viva had some good sh good showing in here, did some spots to to make you guys remember who she is. But Abaddon's just like, I'm here again to rip your face off. And I love that finish of the, it's like a leg DDT type thing. Yes, really very cool. cool. It, it hit really hard in this match too. But yeah, I think that the spot that Abaddon's in and how they introduced them to the show of, every uh, the women were in the ring and just like what what's abaddon doing here and that's kind of what it feels like of like 
what's Abaddon doing here? And also like, oh no, Abaddon might rip my face off. Like this could be my last days. Just that added little element of like, I know kind of the backgrounds and everything of all the other wrestlers, but Abaddon's this kind of mystery that could kill us. And I think it's really great for this tournament. This was a really fun match. Another kind of different one. Wasn't super long, but a different element and added to the, 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 you know, variety that these matches have been providing. Agreed. Agreed. A fun way. It's hard to make tournament matches feel distinct from one another when you have four of them on the same episode. Never mind right. eight of them over two weeks or whatever we've been getting. So kudos to them for that. And yeah, you throw someone spooky in there. Good way to make it feel distinct. Uh, so some good stuff. Happy for Viva Vaughn. Really love that we're getting established talent and some. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. Established on the Indies talent. Like, that's yeah. very cool. So, very good stuff there. We move along to Ethan Page and Anthony Henry. It was reported on Fightful Select that Ethan Page was working toward a program with Kyle Fletcher, but as we alluded to earlier, the visa issues held him up a little bit. So, that program getting delayed, but Ethan Page can do a promo about just about anything. So... Yeah. He's saying that Kyle Fletcher is ducking him. He can't be around. Uh, alluding to his record of being 12-2, and two, talking about what a role he's on. Uh, I love the clarity that we have with Ethan Page and this tournament. Like, I love him calling out the title that he's going for, saying that Kyle Fletcher isn't here because he's scared he's going to lose, talking about how he's felt like he has been on this tear and – by the time Kyle Fletcher fully comes back, he's he's going to have just grown more and more and more and more. Like, what a way to put urgency around someone's return that in real life is having yeah. visa issues. Because yeah. who knows when Kyle Fletcher is going to be back. But Ethan Page is like, until you are, I'm just going to keep getting better. Absolutely loved that promo. Um, and the match was really great, too. You know how I feel about Anthony Henry. I, I just love him. I love the look. I love the strength that we get from him. But that cutter variation from Ethan page on this, I really liked as a yeah. uh, finisher. 
especially with someone of Anthony Henry's strength and size, like using the cutter instead of the ego's edge to put people away or whatever. I, I appreciated that because it felt a little bit more opportunistic, but still in the face realm of things. I like it when faces work smart. They don't have to look like idiots in the process. So I appreciate that, but good stuff out of Ethan Page here. What did you think of our match and the promo? A uh, lot of good stuff to like in the match, of course. Uh, Anthony Henry, oh, God, so good. He's just so, so good. I right? love wrestlers that's just like ring the bell. Two guys in the ring are punching each other, kicking each other, just trying to beat each other up. Fight that's him Anthony up. Henry. That's him. Anthony Henry is scrappy to do. He wants to fight. Scrappy <laughs> dude. He wants to fight every time, anytime's going on. But I just love his energy in the ring, the way that he's full force. He's going to kick all your limbs. He's trying to destroy you. But Ethan Page is just a, big he's this he's a star he's the star of the show and he's trying to i love that he's the most transparent wrestler in ring of honor like he's gonna let you know exactly what he's here why he's here what he's gonna do and what he wants out of this and if you ask him a question he's gonna answer it and he's gonna make sure you know everything that you need to know about ethan page and that's when he's a heel or a baby face that's what's really great about ethan page and i think why he has such the 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 following that he does just because I get think he's a transparent human and it carries over to his character. But this match was just as fun as you could get. Um, Anthony Henry, I love the workhorsemen so much. So when I see their Titan Tron, or what do you call it? When I see their little Tron, I'm like, but what about the workhorsemen, man? They're badass. But then you see him one-on-one -on -one and you're like, all right, I understand. There's these things. But yeah, I think really fun match. I love that. Ethan's like, I want that championship. Kyle Fletcher's ducking me. This isn't a visa issue. He just made that up because he doesn't want to wrestle me. But yeah, just kind of showing his intentions, saying that uh, I'm going to be the champion and that guy better quit ducking me. And I think it might happen at Supercard of Honor. So this is all really good. I thought that Ethan Page is doing exactly what he needs to be doing in this position. Uh, there was a super chat in here. Uh, DDT420 said, what I kind of want to get your thoughts on it, Kate. There's not really he's DT420 says needs a big male star, specifically speaking on Ring of Honor. We don't really have like a face of Ring of Honor, a male face like Ring of uh, Athena is, of course, the MVP. Like this is her brand, like you talked about. She was the women's wrestler of the year off of this brand, but there isn't like a male star that like represents the Ring of Honor brand. Um, one, do you think Ethan Page could get into being champions. that? Yeah, I know what I'm saying. It's crazy. <laughs> like, have champions around. So. Can Ethan Page be that guy? Or do you think there is somebody that's on the roster that could be that person? So one thing that I love about Ring of Honor or historically have loved about Ring of Honor is the guy is just always to me felt like your guy. Because yeah. when we right. had the divisions of the clarity of I'm challenging for the pure title, so I'm in the pure division, like that time, I felt like it could be your world champion, it could be your TV champion, it could be your pure champion, it could be whoever. Like for a long time, Jonathan Gresham was my guy because I'm a technical nerd. Um, it should be somebody who has a belt, and it, especially in the presentation of ROH, that guy should be belted. Um, but I loved, I think because I, I loved the pure division and it never felt like the TV title was ever less than, I love that all of the titles felt important. The world title should feel the most important, but I always felt like there were multiple faces. Like for some people, uh, it's just Dalton Castle, whatever Dalton Castle's doing, that's for some people. So I miss that. Um, 
And it's, it's someone that changed consistently for me, but I do agree that nobody has that right now because none of our champions are around. I mean, none of our champions on the male side. What a hell of a point, Kate. Look at you. You were just like, you hit it right out of the park. Legit. That's what back in the day when ring of honor was at its prime, when Brian Danielson was the world champion and Nigel McGuinness was the pure champion and the Briscoes were the tag champions. It's like, there were some people that Brian Danielson was everything. There were some people that hated Brian Danielson and loved Nigel McGuinness. Funny enough, there were some people that clams, only yeah because of clam clam sure. digging. There were some people that only watched Ring. They they loved Ring of Honor because of the Briscoes. It's all like whoever your person is, that's the guy. And I think that kind of it's they made it in a way that the brand kind of represents the 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 Ring of Honor is Ring of Honor ROH those letters and like whoever's kind of standing and defending them is the guy and it's always kind of been that way but yeah it's, i think we're all kind of leading to there is no one guy here in the company right now and with what Kate is saying and kind of how the point is who knows if there ever will because that's never really been the the mission statement of the company but to the point of that chat, there's also, it doesn't feel like three guys either. It feels also, like Also, no that's guys, the thing, yeah. Right? So <laughs> I think Ethan Page is becoming one of them. I think Dalton yeah. Castle will just realistically always be one of them as long as he's working. Right. Um, but I, I do, I feel like that's really special. When you're just full on rooting for a promotion, like when AEW is on a hot streak, mm-hmm. there's not usually of a guy for me right. there either and Correct. in times where wwe is killing it it's not that way either um but like are it's we not really that anything? way in aew right now like there's a bunch of guys like you could like samoa no. joe you could like swerve you could like american dragon brian Danielson. like you could like you know what i mean there's so many people you could go through sure. it's and there's more arriving right so that's part of the fun of it all uh, i think kyle fletcher probably is ducking ethan page because i think that's I what we saw this on on social media but um, he lost his title to his dog Bodie. Did you see that? Wow! Tough and I one. think, I think Kyle Fletcher's confidence is shaken, and he was like, yeah. "Oh no, I have visa issues." But <laughs> what happened was, he lost his title to Bodie, and he got it back, but by the skin of his teeth, I'm told. So, um, I'm what saying he is nervous. trying to leave the company, and he wants to be at Elimination Chamber this weekend because it's in Australia. Oh my God, that's why Bronson Reed isn't there. They were like, yeah. we're going to have Kyle Fletcher debut. That's probably what it is. That's exactly what's happening. Report it. <laughs> <laughs> can't Don't even say that as a joke. Make, but I, can't. I know, exactly. Can't Don't even be a joke because people are going to be like, no, they said it on an official podcast. Mom, we'll get clipped Dude. and thrown all over the Damn. internet. Kyle Fletcher's not gonna go to Elimination Chamber. That's no. Maybe as a fan, I mean that rules. He should if he's got wrestlers have wrestlers friends, of course. You know, it it is true. Believe it or not, (laughs) it's not the Jets and the Sharks that we've all made it out to be online. (laughs) Uh, Well, we alluded to it before. Queen Aminata is great at video packages, and she gets more than anybody else that is not the Women's World Champion. Uh, she's backstage here and says that Taya Valkyrie isn't the same person she respected when she was getting into this great sport over here. Amanada says that she wants loco Taya and that Taya hangs around with Johnny TV all day. And what I loved about this is almost like how on the main roster we have Deanna pulling Tony Storm out of the crazy back into being a professional wrestler. This mm-hmm. kind of felt 
a little bit like that of like, hey, you want to quit joking around and be in this tournament and be a wrestler? Um, and I, I liked that. I liked that she was like, knock it off with the silliness. The queen is mm-hmm. here. I'm going to put you in the ground during this tournament. Let's fight about it. I like it. Uh, good stuff here from Queen Aminata. Your thoughts? Yeah, I thought this was a really good promo. And anytime a wrestler is like, uh, I want you to be at your best so I can beat the best, like cut out the shenanigans, bring the tie. We know that's a world champion that was feared. So when I beat you, they could say you beat the best tire. That And that's just like always the easiest and best story to tell. Aminata getting all this TV time, all this promo time, I think is awesome, though. I thought this promo was really good. She uh, called out Taya, made her intentions uh, very aware and uh, executed. So this was a good promo segment. I agree. The wonderful Auntie Collins, who's always so supportive of us, also launching a show on our sister channel, Fightful Overbooked, with a back returning Kylie. She's got the CM Punk momentum behind her. She's going to make a huge return. Awesome. Uh, it says, give me old La Vera Loca and ROH. It's kind of felt like not in a, not in the way that Jericho was kind of doing it, but like almost like we're getting a greatest hits thing because in Lucha yeah. Underground, we saw Ty Valkyrie and Johnny TV. This is pulling out a different side of Ty too. I kind of like that they're navigating through her history a little bit to mm-hmm. play on some of these things. Like it makes the stories a little bit richer. Jim Beard also said this a little bit earlier. Sorry, I missed it, but I need evil, serious version of Danhausen, AEW, ROH, make it happen. I would love a Danhausen heel turn. I think that would be a really fun way to go about business because um, we are fully aware of what he's capable of doing as yep. a funny guy. I would love to see if there's some something a little bit more serious in there. I would. I'm all for that idea. Any thoughts I on that? that- I thought that's where we were leading to when he was doing those videos kind of coming back uh, into the fold. And he was like, it seemed like it was a little bit darker, but then he just came back kind of doing the same thing. Um, I like that. And I think that would probably add an extra element to his character and give him a little bit more meat on his bones. But he honestly, it seems like he's done this a lot in AEW, but he hasn't really. Like he hasn't really got to fully be, because anytime he's gotten like, in that mode, he's gotten injured or something happened. So I don't really, I don't think it's that crazy that he's still doing the old curse you Dan and stuff. Cause like <laughs> I said, it was still over. It is. It absolutely is still over. And uh, it's interesting. Cause I thought that was the direction they were going to, but today he was clearly the face against Brandon Cutler. <laughs> so that was a thing, but we move on to Billy Starks and Robin Renegade and what was another fun match. Man, Billy just doing such a killer job of knowing when to lean into the more vicious side of herself, knowing when to lead into the more jovial side of herself. Um, and she locks up Robin Renegade in a hammerlock neck vice for the win. Love a submission win from Billy Starks here. Love the uh, intensity and the violence that we're getting out of her as she has a vengeance here. We get a nice promo and she doesn't, she's not okay with the fact that she lost to Athena still. So mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because that story is still lingering in the background. Like they're on yeah. good terms, but this loss is clearly still affecting her kind of moved away from the silly stuff with Lexi Nair from it. Um, and it's, it's adding a layer to Billy Starks that I think is a healthy layer to grab as a character because She's she's just so damn likable. She's so easy to get behind. She's so fun. She's a phenom in the ring. So what else? 
What can we dig into more? She's giving it to us here. This was good. Nice to see Robin Renegade in there. Uh, if you are in a tag team, you should lose in a tournament. So yep. I'm glad that they complied with the booking. This was an obvious result, but a good enough match. Uh, glad to see Robin getting a, a rep in here. Hope we get tag belts for both brands, either brand, all the brands. Rocky Romero's there. Should, there should just be one set of women's world title belts, tag belts, that just travel everywhere Rocky goes, which is pretty much everywhere. So <laughs> that's that's my focus. But uh, really good stuff here. Your thoughts on this. And do you think Billy is a, a finalist in this? Where are we going with Billy Starks in this? <sighs> It seems like that is the story they might tell, but her still being kind of hung up on the Athena thing is like, I don't know, maybe they could take her out in a different way. But I think if they want to tell the story of her eventually beating Athena, which I think they could potentially be leading into as Supercard of Honor, and she gets to the finals and she loses, and then that's kind of the catalyst to her somehow getting back to Athena. But I think with her confidence, she got new ring gear. She has new – everything looks new on Billy Starks. Like, if she won, it wouldn't be that surprising because the story that they told with Athena, they kind of set us up for this. But in this match, she just looks – so she looks better in every match like Lee Johnson too. I think you could just tell she's consistently working on her craft, trying to improve, be a better wrestler, and want to lead this little new women's TV title division. Robin Renegade is – Every time she has a showing, she's so good on the defensive side, but she's also really good at just kind of commanding and getting people to boo her, getting people to get behind the baby face, plays her role really well. And both the Renegade uh, do in that uh, aspect. So I thought this was a great match. This was a kind of like we knew the result, like when we saw the, the brackets for this. So not really a surprising result. But yeah, I think Billy Starks potentially could be a finalist with the story that they're telling. Yeah, this is going in an interesting direction, and I'm for it if it's mm -hmm. going where it leans, looks like it's leaning to go. That's a really good point about Robin Renegade and both of the Renegades. Your job as a heel is to get a reaction like that, right? No matter right. how you do it. So they're doing that. That's something that I feel like QT Marshall was underrated for, like... I don't feel like he needed a consistent roster spot. I think he was used pretty well when he was on screen, but he would get that reaction. Like whatever environment he was in, he would go and get that reaction. So uh, I am all for the Renegades continuing mm -hmm. to do their job very well. Right. Well, it's time for the reg match of the night. Commander defeating Exodus Prime, AR Fox, and Matt Seidel in a four-corner survival match. Really loving that survival match <laughs> stipulation of late. Few things just don't work out. We're in a much healthier place as a product. Uh, but some things, like every episode now has a survival match. It's like they remembered <laughs> they existed. And then they were like, well, let's just do it all the time. It's like my right. time limit draws on yeah. AEW right now. But Commander hitting Exodus Prime with that, I mean, just insane running, shooting star press from the top rope. Loved commentary on this because Caprice like kind of made Ian Riccoboni pause and was like, let's just break down what that move is and analyze the fact that every piece of it is impressive. Like the walking the rope part, the shooting star press part. Like he yeah. was like, let's dissect what this guy actually does to win a match because it's all of it wow. is super impressive. Loved Caprice doing that. Um, I forget what the jaw jocking was, but somebody had said to Matt Seidel, like, 
that he's going to slap his third eye off of his head or something, <laughs> or something really cute in there. I forget what the exact line was, but Commander is starting to pick up a lot of wins. So I hope our our reg matches of the night, our four packs, uh, lead to something here, and they're not just like, hey, sometimes he defends the AAA belt. Uh, <laughs> it would be good if this led to a title shot of some sort or, um, you know, something with some stakes in it or something with some story in it. But it does seem like he's kind of pulling away from the pack in this regard. Nice to see AR Fox getting some more reps too. He was present and then disappeared for a little bit, but no complaints about the match at all. This was super, super fun. I'm just kind of like, okay, but why a little bit? (laughs) Uh, But that's okay because most of the show had stakes. So I could take a superfluous match or two every now and then. Uh, Reg, but like, why am I even talking? This is the Reg match of the night. This is your wheelhouse. This is flipping and spinning, Reg. Uh, yeah. What you got for me? <laughs> yeah, this I, I needed a, a palate cleanse in this match and and this show, and I think this was it. Like, yeah, it's, in order it's, to say, uh, Reg, a little spot poo for me and you, which I that's appreciate. It. They did it for us, Meet Normus. They showed us exactly what needed to be done, especially before what the main event was. A lot of guys in this that I'm a big fan of. Commander, of course, one of the best luchadors in the world. He showed exactly why, doing his wild finish here. AR Fox, I need to see on every TV show. I know I said I, every wrestler shouldn't be on every TV show, but I lied because I want AR Fox to be on every, every TV show <laughs> because he is the coolest. But yeah, I'm such a big fan of AR Fox and just matches like this show why. He's so dynamic in every little spot every little thing that he does he commands the the show he commands the ring he commands the tv commands everything he's just a such talented wrestler and i love exodus prime being able to get in here with three established guys but he got some offense in where it looked like he was a viable contender and you know matt seidel's a legend uh, especially in ring of honor so it was fitting that he was in this these four corner matches they were doing them with the women for a while it felt a couple <laughs> weeks and now they brought him over to the men so it's like i mean i know you want to just get him on tv so that was not super egregious but yeah again commander with the victory they him and vikingo came on for like a year and didn't get any victories and now they're starting to earn them and it's exciting especially considering the stuff we've been hearing with cmll it's all very interesting it is very interesting <laughs> whichever thing you try and listen to all of it's right? very interesting but my goodness um i you know what i'm glad that you talked about ar fox and matt seidel in this too because matt seidel is so good at making sense in matches that can get very chaotic yeah where is. like he's capable of the the high flying stuff obviously he is he's a little bit of not to steal from seth rollins but like a little bit of an architect in there and mm-hmm. somebody who can make things make sense and i think so much of that is because he was high flyer guy and then as he aged a little bit he got more grounded with stuff and so he knows how to play in both worlds extremely well um this is gonna shock you but i got asked about zach saber jr's title reign (laughs) recently and they said what were your favorite matches from it i know shocking right (laughs) that i'd be talking about zsj and technical wrestling um, but I, I said one of the most underrated ones of that reign was his defense against AR Fox because AR Fox did some really, really innovative stuff in there. And technical wrestling to me is al- almost like only as good as your counters. Mm-hmm. And to see the agility of some of the stuff that AR Fox was doing, some of the apron spots were just nuts. Wow. So I told them to go check that one out and they did. And they came back to me and was like, yo, that finish ruled and that match was awesome. I was like, good, I'm glad. But seeing AR Fox. Um, and this environment is awesome, but like, I'd never forget how versatile he is when he's facing 
other opponents too. So seeing him get back in the fold here made me very, very happy. Me Norma saying thanks to TK and Bill Birmingham for March Meat Madness. If you will it, it is no dream. I'm back to doing the Prince Nana dance till my shoulders hurt. Man, was I howling when we got Meat Madness after finally a breakout promo. I felt like from Wardlow, everything he said made sense. It was serious. There was fire. There was intensity. And then commentaries all. He's got to be a meat madness. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hold the phone. I immediately thought of Cresta, who's going to be on here with Joel in a minute to bring you your TNA post show. But she's been, she's calling for, I remember when I went to World's End with her, she was like, I want to ask Tony Khan about a meat division. I was like, oh, cool. Like a super heavyweight division. And she was like, no, a meat division. Meat division. I was like, all right, I like it. I like it. You know what? Call it a meat division. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for... Listen, vegans can still get into meat matches, okay? That's exactly. Not a, that's not a byproduct of animal suffering. That's a that's a byproduct of big meaty men slapping meat. So <laughs> we'll take it out there. But man, oh man, was there no doubt about what the match of the night was for me tonight. Athena yep. and Isla Rose. Two out of three falls at tables match. This I liked because it was a very unique stipulation as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of Nyla's best matches are... Tables matches slash matches where the pacing is something that is working in her favor and lets her lean into what makes her so special and unique. These ones that have are a little slower plotting, allow her to tell stories with her facial expressions and her mannerisms, showcase her strength, be the beast that we know she could be. This match was a great example of that. And I don't know if you know this, Reg, but Athena's not exactly a slouch either. Uh, I'll run down the pinfalls for you real quick. The first one went to Nyla, who power th bombs Athena through a table. Fall number two, which I think might have been my favorite, was Athena hitting that O face on Nyla Rose while Rose is just standing on the ring apron. And man, the visual of her crashing down through the table was so awesome. And then pinfall number three had a little bit more desperation behind it, but still a ton of command. But Athena was like, she had a moment to capitalize on it, and she did dropping Nyla Rose with that electric chair drop through the table at ringside, retains the title. Maybe the best match I've seen from Nyla. Definitely the best one in quite some time. Mm -hmm. um, really, really loved what we got out of this from these two women tonight. Uh, the story going into it was so strong. I'm glad Nyla could even find the tables considering they weren't labeled like table or whatever, you know, <laughs> after we saw her outfit last week, I was expecting it to be like, Table, table leg, ring, right. canvas. Uh, but I loved this match. This is definitely worth going to check out on Honor Club if you catch our shows but don't check out full episodes or whatever. Seek out this match. I think it might be the best I've I've seen Nyla maybe ever. Definitely recently, though. This was fantastic, fantastic stuff. They had the time. They had the breathing room. They had the story. They had it all going into this. Only complaint about it is you kind of knew who was going to win. I don't think you're going to yeah. have Athena drop her title on regular TV here. But uh, the story that they told was awesome. And it was kind of cool because we haven't seen an underdog Athena before, but she did not have the advantage in this match. So some good stuff. We also had a video package hyping this up earlier in the show. Um, just really, really good stuff. I love the solid women's programming. And I also love that we got a story for Athena that wasn't, squash dominant squash dominant squash mm -hmm. dominant um good shit here what were your thoughts 
Yeah, there was a lot of elements that I liked in this. Great main event, great way to, to have some different table spots because I've seen so many table spots over the years. It's like, what can they really do? And then when they started with the powerbomb, it's like it worked because I love powerbombs. It's my favorite wrestling move of all time. And in the context of, t- context of the story, Nyla has been powerbombing her through tables, so it makes sense. Um, but I just love the pacing of this match. I love, like you said, Athena playing the underdog. Nyla being completely Nyla with vocalizing everything she's doing, but really just trying to destroy Athena's body in any way that she can see fit. Um, The O-Face through the table is just such an innovative, cool, uh, different spot that I was just so excited that it was a two out of three falls match because I knew there was going to be another spot. And then them doing the electric chair drops finish, which I think another innovative, um, spot. I love the kind of tug of war battle that they had at the end there on the apron and the turnbuckle of there's a table right here, there's a table right here, there's a table right here. Like I could fall through one, you could fall through one, we both could fall through one, everybody could fall through one. Like that little moment of who's going to do it, who's going to do it. Oh, Athena got the advantage and she finished it. Really good stuff. Yeah, that was the only thing that kind of was frustrating of like they built Nyla up as this threat and she was a threat, but this, it just didn't feel like she was going to win considering it was taped. It was on TV. Like all the things it's like, there's no way she's going to win in this moment. Right. So that was frustrating, but this was a great match. Everything about it was really good. I love the, um, I love them making everybody kind of look dominant and it wasn't a big squash. Nyla was laughing kind of at the end of it and everything. So there was a lot of really good elements to this. Uh, interested to see what they do with Athena at Supercard of Honor. Are they going to go the Billy Starks way? Are they going to build another contender? Is Amanada going to maybe be over there? And what happens with Nyla uh, for the rest of this? Is she going to stay with Ring of Honor or is she going to move on? I thought all of this was executed well, though. Very glad Nyla had this opportunity and has had some room in ROH to breathe. And let's not forget, Camille may be coming in. We don't know. We haven't heard either way, but that could be a really, really fun possible contender. Um, Jam Beard choosing violence saying ZSJ's title reign was one of the ugliest things to ever exist in the world of pro wrestling. Also, Nigel eats clams. Wow, I didn't realize it was opposites day, Jam Beard. But I'll throw some middle school justifications at you, okay? Opposites day. It was the most inspiring of my (laughs) lifetime, and Nigel would never... Never to clams. I wouldn't lay a dollar on Nigel eating clams. But before we bring on our TNA crew, I'll tell you if you do want to bet your dollars on something, exactly, exactly who you should be consulting for such a thing. Hey guys, I'm here to tell you about betonline.ag, the official betting partner of Fightful. It's not just an online platform. They've been trusted for over 25 years. They boast a focus on the player approach and have built their reputation on offering their clients nothing but the best. From cutting edge technology to enticing promotions and the latest sports betting odds. Whether it be wrestling, MMA, boxing, or football, baseball, basketball, uh, racing, anything you can think of. All major sporting events are covered by betonline.ag. Fast payouts, highest credit card acceptance industry-wide, uh, safe and secure online environments, and their live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites weekly and easily and in real time. Betonline.ag. 
That's where we're going at Fightful. That's where we suggest you go as well. That's where we get all of our odds at. BetOnline.ag. Only bet what you can and please bet responsibly. Yeah. Wait. Bet responsibly, please. Sean Rossap was saying e-racing in that thing. I thought he was saying erasing. I was like, you could bet on people erasing. Like, who can erase <laughs> this paper the fastest? <laughs> the erasing championships. The Guinness Book of <laughs> World Records erasing. I the TNA crew is here. What up? What up? What up? Cresta, up, first yeah. of all, you look beautiful. Yeah, you look great, Cresta. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. You're so welcome. Second of you all. You look okay, too, Joe. Okay. Damn. Right. <laughs> well, you, look, you look so pretty. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Cresta, I know this is the TNA post show for you guys and the ROH post show for us, but I would be remiss. Remiss if I didn't say. We've got a meat madness match coming up meat at Revolution. Is there oh. anything that has ever been made more for Cresta in the history of the universe? Your thoughts? Honestly, I am so happy because I rarely get <laughs> gifts in professional wrestling, and this was made for me. I've been yeah. cooking Tony Khan on Twitter. I've gone to the media scrums. He knows who I am, and he said, "You know what? Happy Black History Month, Cresta. Here's yeah. a meat platter." And I'm mm-hmm. I'm overjoyed. I'm grateful. Now, just get me on commentary. I promise I won't be thirsty. <laughs> we she's gonna be way thirsty i wouldn't take that and we found that was a lie mori povich is coming out here yes. testing you cresta but i did love in the beginning she was like mm-hmm. listen i am i am overjoyed i think that what we consider meat now these men are so athletic and we're gonna get yeah cruiserweight X division from guys that look like Bronson Reed and oh hell cruiser yeah. Me. It's cruiser, me. cruiser me. I'm in. I'm in. I don't want no 30 minute classic. I don't want no red holds. I Hold don't want. I just want to see big meat men slapping me five minutes tops and I want you to be winded. Wow. <laughs> well, I love that and I love that for you. Here in ROH, we did pretty well today considering we still are having obstacles getting our champions on screen. We did have an awesome two out of three falls match between Nyla Rose and Athena. That was incredible. Um, and the tournament's coming along really, really nicely. But you also had some women's action over there. You had Ash by Elegance. Ash by Elegance? I always want to flip it around. She is Ash by Elegance. Ash by Elegance. Mm-hmm. Debuting in ring tonight, right? Um, yes. How was How was TNA? And uh, are you guys going to use the hourglass emoji? Okay, first of all, I can't. I'm not contractually. I'm not allowed to. Ooh. Uh, the other thing is, tough one. You forgot the big, the big, not debut, but the big arrival tonight. I'm talking about meat. Big demo showed up. Oh, Ooh. Adam Silvermatt was there. He's not a meat guy. What are you talking about? What was that? I was like, Simon Gotch isn't a meat guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, no. Not anymore. No, no meat. Damo, I love Damo. That fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Damo had a match with Eric Young. It's nice. Randomly popped out. They're like, big Damo. I was like, oh, okay. Let's I go. mean, it was good storytelling. They're doing a whole thing where Kazarian just keeps pulling people out of Eric Young's past. Oh, so sanity. better than a guy from Sanity. Mm-hmm. I love Where's, that. That's fun. I love Damo. Rest of them. Where are the rest of Sanity when you need them? Um, I don't have time to do this. Kate, tell Joel the movie idea from Alex. Alex laid out a full 
Dijak Joe Gacy story oh, okay. that I, I will have to send you for Tuesday, but um, it was impressive because Dijak is basically just like a 90s action hero at this point. <laughs> yes, that he's doing his stuff. But he had like a whole treatment ready to go. And since you basically are Joe Gacy and the kid of Scott Damore, um, mm. you have a very complicated wrestling family tree. You're going to need too. a PowerPoint slide for like yeah. the the Demore Gacy dynasty someday to finish your story, but so standing uh, on the stage at a Ted talk. Take a look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all I can think of is, and you're Canadian. You can just sing Avril Lavigne. I'm standing on a stage. Yeah. I'm Avril. standing on a stage. Standing on a stage. Thought Look at this stage. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I well, saw her when she was just getting started. I saw her for free at the X in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. There you go. Standing on a stage. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you guys start talking about Avril. That's like you, my cue to leave. Uh, but I'm here for Cresta just singing. I'm standing on a stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> paralysis demon tonight you're welcome <laughs> jesus <laughs> well we will turn the show over to joel and cresta i uh, thank you guys so much for joining us stick around to find out more about what's going on with tna because they are back to tna form in several ways but we're gonna get out of here thank you guys so much stands with the hourglass guys. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.